welcome you back to Senior Moments with Bob Johnson. While there are very few experiences shared by all people, aging is universal. Having achieved the remarkable age of 90 years, Bob Johnson has successfully traversed the path of aging, navigated the vicissitudes of life he so encountered, and thus has achieved a level of experiential wisdom and reflection. In today's episode, entitled The Joy of Aging, Bob shares these insights and these thoughts. It is once again my extreme pleasure to present your mentor and host, Bob Johnson, with The Joy of Aging. Today we're going to talk about the joy of aging. Many people will think that's somewhat of an oxymoron because uh, like military intelligence or something like that because uh, the joy and aging doesn't usually seem to go together for most people. But today we're going to kind of hit the high points of uh, reaching the aging process. I'm going to at the beginning I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit why. I'm going to go way back to 1953 when I had just received my honorable discharge from the Army uh, after two years in the 1st Armored Division down in Texas. My wife and I were headed home back to Massachusetts. I was going to be resuming my uh, business career, which had been rudely interrupted when the North Koreans decided to invade South Korea. Kind of sounds like uh, tomorrow's headlines, doesn't it? In any event, on the way, we stopped and visited one of her elderly relatives. This was a lovely uh, spinster lady who lived alone, and during our nice little conversation, she said, I'm ready to go. And I, I was stunned by this remark. I couldn't imagine anybody, of course, I was 23 at the time, couldn't imagine anybody being ready to go. I don't care what age they were. But uh, that was her statement, and I got to thinking about that the other day and said, boy, I do hear a lot in my community, which has a lot of elderly people, uh, about uh, the downside of getting old. And uh, sometimes uh, I get a little tired of listening to it because there are a lot of very good things about growing old. First, a definition, what is growing old? The old uh, uh, statement used to be, well, you're as old as you feel. Well, that uh, kind of dodges the question. Some people feel old in their 60s and some in their 70s and some in their 80s. Uh, and I've heard of people running marathons when they were in their 90s. So uh, uh, it's, it's hard to pinpoint for any one person. But if you really feel you're old and you hate the idea of climbing that uh, set of steps uh, and uh, it seems as though the world has gone on, te- on technologically without you, uh, maybe you are getting old. I know that... Uh, Uh, It hit me when I was about 83 years old that I suddenly found myself huffing and puffing while walking up the usual hill, and I couldn't run anymore like I used to. And uh, I had actually pretty young girls coming along and saying, may I help you up those stairs or or across the street? I mean, don't knock it, guys. That's a good deal. But uh, uh, it it tells you that uh, you've reached the point where Here in the South, at least, people call you sir, and you are considered to be elderly, regardless of what uh, age you might be. 
the downside I'm not going to spend much on, but much time on. But uh, uh, it is a fact that uh, people uh, in their 80s and 90s complain a lot about the aches and pains of everyday life. Uh, they always think, is that uh, new ache or pain the, the big one, the one that's going to be the big problem? They complain about taking pills before breakfast and with breakfast and at lunch and at night and before they go to bed, and they don't know which of those pills is really keeping them alive, but they just keep taking them all. They regret the time they spend in doctor's offices, and uh, so there are some real downsides that go with it. People forget, uh, the, people forget what uh, it was like uh, back when they were young. There were some downsides in being young, too. You, the alarm went off in the morning in the middle of the night, and you had to climb out of bed, and if you were a man, you had to shave and shower and put on a tie and uh, drive through heavy traffic to get to a place where the uh, boss was trying to shape you into a person you really weren't, uh, and you had to face that for a lot of years in order to earn a living. Uh, that wasn't a lot of fun. And if you were a woman, you had to get up in the morning and uh, uh, get yourself ready and make breakfast uh, for a bunch of squalling kids and, and uh, then uh, get them off to school and uh, collapse uh, from the exertion. So there was a downside to being young as well, and you kind of forget that. Another thing the old folks sometimes complain about is they spend a lot of time reading the obituary page because so many of their friends have died and things just aren't the same and the world is going on without them because they don't understand smartphones and mp3s and all of those uh, terms that uh, never existed before uh, they long for the good old days uh, the good old days being times when young people had measles and chicken pox and mumps and sometimes that dreaded polio, which killed or crippled so many young people. They used to call it infantile paralysis. Uh, in fact, I can well remember waking up, uh, having read the, the night before that the bulbar polio, if you woke up in the morning with a stiff neck, you might very well be dead by that night. And I, it kind of caused me to start uh, grabbing a hold of my neck every morning and hoping it was uh, not stiff. So the fear was there for all of those diseases, many of them very, very serious. The good days when you're getting older. What are some of the good things? You don't have to get up in the morning with the alarm clock. I had a friend who, uh, on the day after his retirement, took his alarm clock and walked over ceremoniously to the wastebasket and dropped that alarm clock into it. There are many, many happy things that can happen to you. For one thing, people talk about uh, being able to take a nap anytime they want one. And uh, other people talk about, well, I get a 5% discount at the grocery store uh, because of my age. I once uh, heard a song that was very popular in the old days. Uh, when I'm worried and can't, just can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep, and I go to sleep counting my blessings. I thought of that recently, and, and when I was having trouble getting to sleep, I never did count sheep, I'd started uh, counting all the good things that had happened in my life that I could uh, take uh, pleasure in having happened, and uh, I was astonished at how, how many I could come up with and what a good mood I was in when I finally did get to sleep. So you, if you have had the love of a person uh, for many, many years, 
Uh, it, just one person will do it if it's a defi if it's a definite love. Then you have experienced one of the nicest things that can happen to you in life. And if you still have that person by your side, that is even uh, a very big plus. But just having had it in the past is important. Most of us can look into our background and think, gosh, I really have had a lot of good things. My kids have grown up in a way that I'm so very pleased about. They sometimes mention to me things that I said to them that have been that have stuck with them all their life as a favorable advice. Of course, I don't even remember having said it. Uh, the uh, uh, grandchildren uh, are my happen to have some grandchildren who've made me very very proud. One of whom's uh, about uh, to become a an uh, animal doctor, uh, veterinarian. Think of the numbers of people to whom she's going to bring happiness in her life when she uh, solves problems involving their pets. And uh, it's easy to think, as I sometimes do, gosh, if I'd never been born, if I'd never married the woman I married, who is a wonderful gal, uh, that veterinarian would never have been making all those people happy. I can think back to what other people have done. Uh, if you were a teacher, uh, you can think back to the times when you have rescued some child who seemed to be going nowhere and gave them a direction which turned them into a full-fledged member of society, bringing pleasure to other people. You can probably count hundreds of people who've been benefited by your advice and your teaching skills. If you're a doctor, the same thing is true. You've saved a lot of lives along the way, one way or another. You've brought pleasure to a lot of people by diagnosing their problems and treating them. Uh, just a personal side note here. Back in 1980, I happened to be in the hospital on an emergency basis with uh, uncontrolled bleeding internally. A doctor uh, came to me, a surgeon, and he worked on me for a while, and he seemed to have the problem solved. He thought, when the, then went off on vacation with his family to Maine. I was in Massachusetts at the time. And uh, unfortunately, the bleeding resumed. He was contacted. He left his family on his family vacation, which he'd waited, been planning on for a long time. He came back to Massachusetts. He worked with me until he came up with an innovative solution to my problem, and uh, uh, I recovered, and he finally got back to the remainder of vacation with his family. When that man retired, I'm sure he remembers what he did for me, and I've certainly never forgotten it. That, man's, uh, that man was originally from Iraq. Uh, his name was Mustafa Adam. And uh, I have to say, I have no idea whether he was Muslim or Christian or Buddhist or whatever, but that man saved my life, and I'll never forget it. And uh, that can, he can certainly uh, go on through his old years thinking about what he did for me, plus a lot of other people. Uh, so keep in mind what can be done. Think of the uh, medical researchers who can, uh, who were able in their old age to think about all the people they have done or had done to make the world a better place. Uh, names that come to mind are Louis Pasteur, uh, Madame Curie, and Jonas Salk, who was the man who got us started on getting rid of that dreaded polio disease. 
I was going to mention uh, attorneys in this as to some of the things they could do for people, but since I'm sitting in a room with a doctor, I think uh, he would probably want to have a chance to rebut my comments along those lines, so I think I'll just uh, uh, let you use your imagination on the attorney front. As far as uh, financial security is concerned, uh, many people are a little surprised to see how well things go in their uh, aging years uh, for if they've done a good job of planning, working with a financial advisor. Uh, they've, they don't have to worry every morning whether they're going to be able to uh, pay for the uh, children's uh, braces on their teeth or uh, whether they can uh, send them off to the college they wanted to attend. That's all behind them. Instead, they're getting income from Social Security. Uh, in most cases, if they had a job where they were contributing to Social Security. And uh, the government uh, programs of various kinds make it easier for old people to survive in this day and age. Many people are not aware that uh, Social Security did not begin with Franklin Roosevelt, but it began with, of all people, Otto von Bismarck in Germany in the 1870s. Otto was looking for a good political uh, gambit to uh, uh, get him some uh, extra votes in his premiership in Germany, and uh, so he came up with the idea of Social Security. He picked the age 65 when people could start receiving it because hardly anybody ever lived that long in Germany, and so it was going to be a, a great social program which didn't cost the government very much. Today, of course, with the, between the uh, social, cost of Social Security and Medicare, uh, the government is putting out an awful lot of money to keep us old folks uh, rolling along in a, the joys that we have. But the biggest joys of all that I can really think of are the ones that uh, are attributable to the, the accomplishments of the people with whom we have worked, the joy that we may have brought to people along the way, uh, and uh, whether you're a doctor or a teacher or in human resources or whatever, you can't help but have touched the lives of many people in a favorable way. Along the way, I might mention there is a, 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 tra a trap in remembering things or thinking about them because uh, many people say, well, what if I had done this in my life? How much better things would have been? Uh, what if I'd had the uh, sense to... Uh, uh, hit the directional signals for a left turn in front of traffic on that day, it would have saved an awful lot of uh, grief. Or what if uh, when the boss asked me if I wanted to be a candidate for the presidency of the company, what if I'd said yes uh, instead of no? Uh, there's so many uh, time things like that that it's very tempting to think about and to conjecture what might have been. But uh, there are a couple of uh, quotations I'd like to use here, which shows what a waste of time that can be and how it can really be a downer in your uh, declining years or your aging years. The, uh, uh, the, the first one is, of, of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these. It might have been. You can't change things. And uh, then I'm going to jump back a thousand years to Omar Khayyam, and the Rubaiyat, uh, when he said, The moving finger writes, and having writ, moves on. Nor all your piety nor wit shall lure it back to cancel half a line. Nor all your tears wash out a single word of it. 
So don't be spending time wasting your good, uh, valuable time thinking about what might have been if you had taken other decisions. It's a total waste of time. Recently, I asked uh, uh, an acquaintance of my same age group uh, if she could think of a single thing that she thought was the best thing about being old uh, or elderly or whatever you want to call it. And she said, wisdom. And I asked her to elaborate on that a little bit. And she said, I've seen a lot more of the world than any of the young people who uh, are around me have seen. And I've had a chance to evaluate just how it all ties together and where the, I think the world is headed. It may not all be good, but I've got a, a good idea of what's going on. And one of the nicest things that can happen to me is when one of my grandchildren comes to me and says, Grandma, tell me, I'm, I'm in a situation, I need some advice. Can you give me some ideas on how to handle a given situation? Or uh, another, uh, a child comes and they're changing careers in midstream, and they're saying, can you give me some ideas on how I can best interview for a job? Uh, and uh, it's always nice to be able to help the young people in this way, and it's nice to have their their uh, uh, encouragement by coming to you and asking your advice. We all think that the young people don't understand us old people, and in some cases that may be true. They have not had the experience of what life is all about. In fact, uh, recently I was asked what my uh, worst th few years of life might have been, and I had to say the worst years of my life were between 13 and 16, when I just didn't know where I was going or how I was going to get there, and uh, uh, after 16, things started to come together. Uh, the best years of my life, interestingly enough, were between 60 and 80. At 60, when I retired, until 80, when I started to feel old, those were beautiful years. And if any of you are in that situation, you do everything you can to enjoy them. We talked about financial security from government programs. Uh, you're going to find your expenses less as you're old. Uh, and... Uh, you could buy what you want, whatever you want to buy it, because in a sense you're spending your kids' money because you've, uh, you're spending money from a reserve, which uh, after you're gone, they will enjoy. So the best I can really do is say there are a lot of good things about being old, and if you'll just sit back and enjoy them and uh, realize that uh, you've got a sense of perspective about world events, more than any of the young people have. And uh, yes, the technological age is getting ahead of you, and uh, you're not quite sure where the world is going, but uh, uh, you're doing a, a good job of coping with it. And uh, all I can say is that uh, try to concentrate on the blessings of growing old. There are many. And go to sleep at night counting your blessings. Obviously, one thing that most of us as we grow older think about is what will be my legacy in the world? And I guess probably the best advice I can give there is dwell on the fact that you have enriched the lives of many, many people during the course of your long life. 
and uh, you can uh, bask in the pleasure of knowing that and knowing that there are many people who are happier today because of your contribution to their lives. I can't think of a blessing that would be any nicer than that particular one, and I hope you can look at it that way. We thank each of you for joining us today for The Joy of Aging. Our hope is that today's installment has been both entertaining and beneficial. This episode's music selection is appropriately entitled On My Way by Kevin McLeod and is available at Incomputech.com. For Bob Johnson, this is Mr. Ivy wishing you well, and inviting you back for our next installment of Senior Moments with Bob Johnson.